Hello and welcome to another episode of Her Freedom Tale podcast. We are a human rights organization whose main concern is to tackle the oppression women face. Today in particular, we are going to focus on the oppression women face, and may specifically, within the controversial Republic of Gilead. We are joined by Murakami Tobio, a Japanese tourist who is going to share a rare experience with us on what he witnessed in Gilead. Welcome, Murakami-san, and thank you for joining us today. As we said in the introduction, we are looking forward to hearing about what you witness as a tourist in Gilead. Every detail counts to reveal the oppression Gilead system constantly exercises on handmaids. Would you like to talk about your story for a bit? Hello, Her Freedom Tale. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for having me today. I would first like to say that whatever we were told about Gilead is absolutely right. The oppression we witnessed left a deep mark on us. We couldn't be grateful enough for not being citizens of what once was the United States. The place that sold American dreams where everyone wanted to live is kind of unbelievable when you think about just how much the country has changed over such a short time period. It really made us reflect on how we take our freedom for granted. Our first encounter with handmaids was at a supermarket. If I remember correctly, they were in pairs, completely covered from head to toe with what seemed to be a red uh, dress or a robe, uh, and their faces were hidden behind a veil-like screen. They were... I'm sorry to interrupt you, Murakami-san, but is there a reason that you know of as to why they were out in pairs? Um, I do not know for sure, uh, but I'm guessing that it is because Gilead does not really trust them to go out on their own. It could be a matter of safety, uh, as in to take care for the handmaid's safety, uh, but I doubt such an oppressive society would really care about that. I think it's all about uh, prudishness uh, in Gilead. All about prudishness, you say? Do you think you can elaborate on that a bit? Of course. Um, The handmaid's clothing and veiled faces really showed how objectified and sexualized they are in this dystopian society of Gilead. When the handmaids acknowledged us, they began to stare, especially at the Japanese women with us. They were looking at their clothes, their skirts, their heels, and their hair. Hmm. Why do you think that the handmaids were staring? Um, I think that now that they are indoctrinated into conforming to this oppressive, manipulated way of living, they might have stared at us because we seemed alien to them at this point with our appearance, you know? I mean, we are a reminder of how different the lives of people outside of Gilead are to the lives of people in that oppressive state, especially the handmaids. We must represent everything that they were stripped of, everything that they were living in their ordinary lives before what happened, happened. Well, if you think about it that way, it must be the case. I doubt that there isn't at least one handmaid that escaped the trap of Gilead's indoctrination. So there must be hope. There must be at least one who reckoned the colossal difference between the way the world outside of Gilead lives and the way the handmaids do, because that's something we should definitely consider. Indeed, that must be true, hopefully. I mean, we have felt their eyes on us, so 
you know, we look back and notice how worried they were about us having seen their faces. To shake it off, we just requested our interpreter uh, to ask them for a picture uh, because we really did not know what to do. And we noticed that as he walked up to them, the handmaids got stiffer and stiffer. And when he walked up to them, they looked down. They did not look at his face, nor at us. And as soon as he asked them, their answer was a strict no, as expected. The interpreter said that Gilev women are of custom and to stare at them through a camera is an experience of violation. And we knew that we, we felt that that wasn't really their answer, but we also knew that they couldn't say yes. Uh, and we never expected them to. Not because they didn't want to have their pictures taken, but because they were conformed to refuse by the regime society. Well, when you said that you communicated via the interpreter, like, why didn't you just ask them yourselves? Oh, we were, n we were not allowed to. Uh, not because of any language barrier, uh, but for the same reason we couldn't take the Ahmed's picture. We, women of Gilead, are of custom, or so they told us. And again, this must be another kind of propaganda for tourists. Um, and this was further proof to us when we requested the interpreter to ask the inmates if they were happy. We even leaned, uh, leaned uh, forward to catch their own answer, uh, hoping for an honest one. Really now? Well, that sounds curious. What, what did they answer? Um, one of them quietly murmured, yes, we are very happy. But her answer seemed kind of mechanical, kind of fake, unreal even. It sounded like a lie. And we know that she was obliged to say that. We know that she isn't happy. She did not seem happy at all. And we further understood from her answer how they are supposed to give the right answers according to Gilead's system, not the honest ones. Mechanical, you say. But what made you think that they weren't telling the truth? Seeing the way that they were staring at us, seeing how uh, alienated we seemed to them, and knowing that these people previously lived in what was called the United States of America, we knew that they weren't completely brainwashed by the new system. They are obliged to conform or the consequences would be brutal. But deep down, they know the system is not right. They are aware of the rights that they had the rights that they, were stripped, that they were stripped of, the life that they were stripped of, they are unhappy. Hmm, that's very understandable. The transition from the liberal United States to the oppressive society Gilead imposes still fascinates me every time. And somehow, like, every time repression begins, women are the first group to be severely oppressed. I think that's something we should really address sometime in, a, in the future when we talk about Gilead more. Well, anyways, Murakami-san, thank you for revealing the maltreatment that the handmaids face in Gilead through the tragedy you witnessed there and helping to raise awareness in this cause. Well, thank you so much for having me on this podcast and I really hope that you're going to have an impact on this issue and people are going to talk more about this. You're very much welcome and you're always welcome to come back to our studios and discuss more about this topic in the future. Now... As we've just heard, the oppression towards handmaids in Gilead is no lie. 
It is in fact very real and the situation is highly critical. These, these women's rights were stripped off of their hands. Their freedom of speech is far to be seen and their freedom of choice is non-existent. They became sexualized possessions, objectified through their clothing and purpose. There is a dramatic contrast between their regimented way of living and the rest of the population. And this should not be the case. Therefore, our beloved audiences, we invite you to join our protest this Friday the 12th in solidarity with the handmaids to incite world leaders to take action regarding the oppression happening against them in Gilead. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of this podcast. Be sure to tune in next week to keep track of all the latest developments we have here at the HFT studios. Hope everyone stays safe and we cannot wait to see you all on Friday. Till then, let us keep fighting oppression with all our strength as we slowly uncover her freedom tale.